hour three of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella, our special Christmas edition. Got uh, Corrine Rios and Jason Valencourt in the studio with us. Jason brought the uh, the refreshments today. So he did. Then he gets mad at me because I didn't bring tamales. <laughs> he didn't ask me. <laughs> I know. She's right. Nobody asked her. But, I can't read. But like she's talked hus- about tamales for almost two hours straight. <laughs> As my husband would say, I can't read your mind. <laughs> <laughs> if you want something, ask for it. <laughs> Kareem, I'm hoping that all of this stays with you next year. And that when you show up next year, that you show up with tamales. You know, probably not. I'll forget about the show next week. <laughs> That's what happens when you're 56. <laughs> So you'll be full full blown Alzheimer's by next year. <laughs> like, what is my name? I don't even know what I did yesterday. Oh, oh well, let's not go there. But yeah. So, so the uh, the phone lines are open. If you want to call in, we'd love to have another person call in. We've been having some great phone calls today. I think we? so too. Yes, Traditions are fun. Yeah. So if you're listening live, five zero five four 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 five zero five nine, and uh, Audrey. Uh, uh, messaged in on Facebook, and she said she liked fruity pebbles. Those were good too. I liked personally. I liked the cocoa pebbles. I like cocoa flavored stuff, like mm. cocoa puffs, cocoa pebbles. Those were my favorites. I like rum balls. What rum balls? Rum balls so, for so cereal. You, so you got to have something with alcohol in it. <laughs> it's Christmas. I don't remember like, hearing that I, cereal. You no, know, I don't. I don't know what you're gonna give me, but whatever it is, I got to be able to get liquored up on it. <laughs> Stella, we're talking about cereal. <laughs> Actually, was going yeah. Make she goes rum straight balls. to rum balls. We're talking about <laughs> cereal, and it's like, it's a, yeah. And I'm thinking, I never heard of that cereal. Yeah, rum What's balls. That cereal, rum That'd balls. be an interesting cereal, huh? Rum balls. <laughs> we're talking about cocoa, cocoa flavored Oh, cocoa. Stuff. Yes. Rum oh, balls have cocoa. Okay. Mm. Oh, a gotcha. A lot of cocoa, a oh. lot of rum. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 You know, we were we were talking about early. You mentioned, I think it was you that mentioned a Walmart story. Who mentioned the Walmart story? Was uh, it with you the or bags? Yes, yes, yes. With the bags, okay. double bagging. So, so our friend Stephen Garrett, he he posted something on social media the the other day that I thought that was really funny. He said, "Funny is a." Uh, he said, "So, went to Walmart today and used self checkout." When the employee came over to override because of beer, I asked when the Christmas party was. She tilted her head and sort of squinted her eyes and asked, do you work here? I answered, well, I am right now. <laughs> she, she then asked, do you receive a paycheck here? I said, no, but I'm putting in the work, as you can see. She chuckles and says, oh, darling, slaves don't get Christmas parties. <laughs> <laughs> so there. <laughs> I have a Walmart story. Oh, okay. yes. Let's okay. do Walmart story. Well, this okay. guy, his name was Michael Fuller, and he's from North Carolina. So he goes up to the cashier, and he has a um, vacuum cleaner and a little microwave, and it came out to like $495. And he hands him a, a million-dollar note from the Monopoly game <laughs> and hands it to her, and he goes, here. And it's she, worth about the same amount. Well, today, yeah. <laughs> so so then she looks at him, and he goes, well, I want my $999 and 53 cents or whatever and she looks at him and she goes you can't use this and he goes why not and he kept insisting on getting it so they finally called the cops on him because he was really being <laughs> insistent and now of course he went to jail and they said that he he was uh, charged with uh, attempting to obtain property by false pretenses and they let him out with a bond of 97500 
Well, that's a Walmart story. Was he able to pay it in Monopoly money? No, he went no. to jail. <laughs> Straight to jail, did not pass go. Is that a real story? Yes. Yeah. Some people are just, yeah. Wow. Wow. I wow. That wasn't that. so cheery. <laughs> <laughs> that was really a downer. <laughs> that was a downer, Stella. Yeah, that was, a, that was kind of a Debbie Downer thing. Yeah. <laughs> we were thinking of doing that at Walmart this year, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But a million-dollar note, come on, he should have gone with a $500 note. That might have, no, not even that. But a million-dollar note and wanting change, real change? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even have million-dollar notes in Monopoly, do they? No, no they don't. They only go up go to, to five hundred. Not they a thousand. Go, huh? They go to a thousand. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, I haven't played in a long time. Huh. Yeah, I love Monopoly. See, so you're all. Where did he get a million-dollar note? <laughs> you know, I, I that that re, that remin- makes me have memories of when I was a kid, and we would go over to my grandparents' house to visit. And we would sometimes play Monopoly as a family with my grandparents. Well, everybody always got mad at my grandfather because he was hardcore when it came to Monopoly. You <laughs> took no prisoners, He huh? took no prisoners. <laughs> you know, I don't know who, how many of you guys have played Monopoly. But he would, he would be playing Monopoly and he'd acquire all this property and people needed something he had in order to, to move forward and do anything. And he would just want outlandish amounts of money for it. Mm. And so it's like, it's like everybody was always mad at my he grandfather. He sounds like my brother. So he was like yeah. a hardcore businessman mm. when it came to Monopoly. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, my brother would make you sell your motels in your house to pay him. <laughs> you you couldn't say, I'll pay you when you go around and you have to pay. No, no, sell your houses and your motels. Well, we got in a fight every year. <laughs> Tore up the Monopoly game. <laughs> You know, I wonder how many times Monopoly games have broken up families. <laughs> Several. Or pool. What else? In my house, it's ping pong, too. <laughs> ping pong? I, I, I'm super competitive. You know, I'm good at ping pong. And I love ping pong. And my it, grandkids... It, it's on, Corrine. It's And pool. Pool is... Pool, I, I'm trying to get better at. But ping pong, I'm good at ping pong. I'm super, so am I. I'm yeah, super I'm competitive, too. but I'm a sore yeah. loser. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I am, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to squish my grandbabies to the ground so I can win. That's how competitive. That's pretty I am. hardcore, Kareem. It is. Yeah. I don't know why I'm like that. I've always been competitive. When I played high school basketball, you played basketball. Yes, I played high school. How exactly did that work? Well, back then, uh, I don't know. Short exactly. people were allowed. Short people. <laughs> I identified as a big they, person. They, they give the ball to you, and it's like, where'd the ball go? We don't find it. Where is it at? Okay, seriously? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I played the point guard. Okay. And I could shoot three-pointers before there was actually a three-point ring. Really? Absolutely, yes. Wow. But I was so competitive. I love basketball. I actually lettered in my freshman year on the varsity. Of course, I didn't play very much because I just went to the, the state tournament and got a letter because my coach put me in for two seconds. <laughs> but where was I going with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> competitive, competitive. Oh, I'm competitive. Yes, competitive. and so, um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to win, mm-hmm. right? I, I want to win, and it's really hard for me to come in second place, and that's why politics is so darn hard for me. Yeah, it is, and I refuse to lose, which is a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I you know, and 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 the, the, this meeting we were talking about in Sandoval County, mm-hmm. where they voted all this stuff down, where they really silenced the minority. Um, I. I I've been so angry for so long at the politics, even in the Republican Party. I just sat there and I'm just like, that's what these people wanted. 
At some point, you have to just give in and say, I'm done fighting. That's what the majority Republicans in Sandoval County wanted. They wanted to silence the minority but by, by some of the um, things that they passed because we were fixing our, our rural county rules. Yeah, yeah. And so I just, that's what they wanted. And at some point, you as a person, you as an individual, you as an American voter, that's what Americans want. Mm-hmm. All right. That's why a lot of people quit voting because they bingo. Mm-hmm, they all quit voting. Said, "What is the point?" Correct, and that's the sad. That's the sad point of of uh, state of our nation right now. Mm-hmm. When things aren't even fair, or you think that they've gone so crazy to one side, it's like, I, I first of all, I'm in disbelief that people would even vote that way. I am in disbelief that women would be okay with men in women's locker rooms. Well, here's the, here's the thing. It's amazing to me, and this, this, this goes to show how blind the Democrat Party is, how they will stick together no matter what, no matter what you have. And, it, and, it's, and it's mainly re- Democrat women politicians that are voting to destroy women's sports. And it's like, and the women, are, isn't there any loyalty, at least for other women with you? It's like, like uh, is, the is, there, is there no line <laughs> that you will not cross? Yeah. Yes. And, and at some point, I, I, I just I'm, I've been so angry with the way that even some Republicans yeah. have been voting in this country. It doesn't make absolute any sense to me for women to want their daughter to be in a competition with a male. You allow that. I, 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 it, that goes. They could be hurt. They could be hurt. There's a reason why women do do not compete compete with men in in most sports, and that's because physically they can be hurt. Isn't that like Title IX of our Constitution? Is that uh, what Title IX is? Title IX actually doesn't cover that. You know, they try to sell that uh, all the time as being a Title IX thing. Yeah. But I read Title IX. You should try reading Title IX. Read sometime. it. It does not protect that at all. What does it protect then? Um, you read it. Come on yeah, now. I, <laughs> All I can tell you is I, I don't remember specifically. I remember when I read it, though, it's like, no, this really has nothing to do with with women's sports really specifically. It, it, you know, yeah. They need something, and apparently that does. But I told— but who, who would have thought we'd need a law for that? I mean, right. isn't that just common sense? Right. And women are the ones overwhelmingly who vote for transgender in their women's—in women's, their women's, in, in the bathrooms. And it blows me away. Yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't, get, I don't it. get it. Are we so deprived with our own feelings because we don't want to step outside and take our head out of the sand and stand up for something? I don't know if you all remember. I think it was last year there was this gentleman, um, a kid, a young male who ran in a pageant and he won. And they took a picture in front of the building. You have a bunch of these teenage girls or young women and there's. And you have this male, which clearly looks like a male. Okay. And they're just standing there. And I'm sitting there going... What kind of pageant are we talking about? A beauty. Beauty woman's pageant. Who the heck were the judges in this? It's I like, have no idea. It's like, okay, uh, this 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 man here is prettier than these girls. I mean, is that what they're saying? I it's have like, no I, idea. I, I mean, I could see if you if you told me, well, so God, I couldn't tell the difference. This person looked really awesome. I could see that. Maybe it's like, but, but, I, no. but not what you're saying. It's like, no, he okay, was a little overweight, and yeah. I'll have to pull it up. It, it's one of those. It's one of those virtue signaling things. I think a lot of people are caught up in that nowadays. It's like, well, I have to vote this way because it's 
going to make me look good. Correct. Otherwise, people are going to say I'm that a I'm, racist I'm, or I'm a racist or misogynist or, or some kind of ist or phobe or whatever. But see, this is the yeah. problem. We can't even get mad at the judges. Every single young woman that stood up there should have been directed by somebody to protest that. Well, they should have. All, would, they should have all walked away. I would have never allowed my yes. daughter to play on a team yeah. that there's a male in there ever. No. When it's women, women, where are you? I, I would. I would tell my daughter, "You're walking off the court Absolutely. right now." And the rest of the parents should tell their daughters to walk off the Absolutely. court. Absolutely. If women stood up enough like this in women's sports, like I watch these women where they just put up with this, and it's like, you know, like I watched that movie on the Daily Wire a while back. I don't know if you've seen it. Called Lady Ballers. Yes, I saw it. And, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and it's like, okay, where, where it's like, okay, if you're going to put these men on the court identifying as women and just completely wiping us out, we're going to bring in some substitutions. Exactly. And so they brought in some pro athletes, big, strong guys. It's like, you can't question that. You're not allowed to question and that. And what happened at the end? Women's sports were obliterated. Yeah. Because yeah. now you have two teams, women's teams, who were really men trying to pretend as girls, and there were no women playing on the teams. And if you didn't understand that Mm -hmm. after that show that you watched, that's where this is going. And I don't blame the judges. Yeah, I blame the women who allowed their children, their women, to do that. That, that, To me, that's appalling. And at some point, you just got to say, well, if that's what they want, you go ahead and you put your daughter in harm's way. I'm not doing it. No, I be I would be telling my daughter, no, yes. you're going to do the right thing. You're exactly. going to you're going to you're going to you're going to forfeit and just walk out. And it's hard. And that's what all of them need to do. Exactly. And this would all end. Exactly. Yeah. You can't have one person standing up for the rest of them right now. Everybody needs well, like to Ry- stand up to them. Riley Gaines, is that her name? I mean, yes. they're just absolutely just destroying her in social media, and yeah. it's like like she's doing something wrong. Or or, or the guy that won a tour, uh, he won a woman's a cyclist. Yeah. A male won, I think it was here in New Mexico. Wasn't it here in New Mexico not too long ago? Uh, they had a, I remember what you're talking about. I'm not a sure. triathlon for yeah, women yeah. and this guy come in and they all just follow suit and they know they're not going to win. They know they don't stand a chance against a male, but they still do it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, Jason, what do you got to say? <laughs> But you know, this is this is this is par for the course. Though, this is the sort of thing in which I've been getting so frustrated over the past few years, in which I've been telling people, you need to stand up and just say no. But it's like, oh well, I, I didn't have any choice. Yes, you had a choice, and this is yet another one of these things. You have a choice. I know, but you know, it's also hard. So just like take COVID. a stand. It's also hard, like COVID. Remember, and I was telling you about the COVID shot and some people really had no choice or they were going to lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, the you know, the, the evil in this world makes it so hard where you sometimes don't have a choice and I get it. You didn't want to fly during COVID and to I wear didn't. a mask. Absolutely. You I was prepared choice. to never fly in another commercial Correct. airliner. And actually, I'm kind of leery about flying on one now at all because the pilots are dropping dead in the cockpit. <laughs> or they don't have any. Because they got, they got the jab. Did you see that thing on about Spirit Airlines? Did you see that uh, on social media? They're was, wanting to merge with like uh, no, no, no. JetBlue or something. There was I think. this lady complaining, okay. and she's yeah. on Spirit Airlines, and she's complaining they've been on the tarmac for three hours because they don't have a pilot. <laughs> they don't have a pilot. Yeah. We're sorry. The pilot has died of a heart attack, and we're trying to find another one. Yeah, no, they didn't have a pilot. <laughs> yeah. She didn't say what the reason for, but then this other lady comes on, and she's like, well, you didn't buy one. 
when your $29 ticket didn't include the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a self-fly flight. There you go. She goes, you had to read is the there a, Is there a pilot on the plane somewhere? <laughs> well, was, I, I don't want to fly commercial now because I'm in this radio show and all these uh, uh, people will be following me and spying on me. And what, what are they, the marshals? The, 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 the air federal marshals. air marshals, yeah, yes. They'll be all there I'm sure you're on some kind of a list. I'm sure. I'm sure I am, too. And they'll be watching So they're following me. you whether you realize it or not. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think of that but so oh, thank yeah, you yeah we talked thank about that, that worries that me. In my brain that yeah. worries me about as much as a no pilot <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yes josie agree exactly well that is up for interpretation josie says what is a woman well we don't know anymore that was what i was yes. going to ask yeah. i literally was going to say how can i even be part of this discussion when i can't even nope. you know shut you down define what nope. a woman is in, in today's day and age without you know getting jailed hey, you don't have an opinion because you're not a woman and as far as flying <laughs> that's right that's that's exactly right. right. So I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Well, yes, but Jason, all you have to do is say you identify as one. There you go. And say then you that, can just tell her to shut you. up. Just shut up, Kareen. Okay, I identify as one, at go. least for now. You know, I play competitive billiards, and they won't let me play in an all-women's event. They really? won't. They won't let people who identify as women. See, I, I would think that billiards would be one of those things where gender doesn't matter. It, you know, honestly. Does it? Because there is no... Strength, it strength advantage. I would the best think. men's player in the world it would torture the best women's player in Why the world. Why do you think that is? I don't really understand it, but I asked some pro women's players a long time ago, huh. and this is what they told me. They said, This is what they said. Okay, this isn't Jason saying this. They said, We can focus on multiple things at one time. Men have the ability to focus on one thing better than we do. And that, they say, is the reason for our abilities being so different. Now, there are a couple women player, a couple Asian women player out there now. I don't think they care if you're a guy or a girl. They will just smoke you. Yeah. Um, But that's 2024. 2020? I mean, I'm to the year 2000. Yeah. The best women's player in the world was a woman named Allison Fisher. And when I said, Allison, let's play some, you know, cheap sets. She said, what are you spotting? I'm nobody, nobody in the world. And she's asking me for a spot. Have you guys ever heard of Jeanette Lee, the black widow, Asian pool player? Nope. Probably the most famous pool player in the world is a woman. And her name is the black widow. And her name is Jeanette Lee. Mm-hmm. She said the same thing to me. My best friend was my best friend asked her. She, he said, Hey, you want to play my friend some, some cheap sets for a hundred? And she said, what is he spotting? Really? Yeah. I don't and even know what that means. It means that I had to give her weight. I give, had to her give her a handicap, basically. Right. Give her a couple of games on the wire. Give her a ball in a game. Uh, it meant that that we're not playing even, right? Oh. We, I have to give her some sort of advantage over me. So she asked that. This woman asked. She didn't need it either. She could beat me straight up. She didn't huh. need weight from me. But because the scales are so imbalanced in this sport which doesn't make sense to me. It's not a physical sport. Yeah, yeah. Never, I just never I really... I never understood well, that. Well, actually, understood it that is physical pool. because I've played pool and I need a step stool. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she's, she's got some points there. There are some There physical, is that. There are some physical differences that could affect, you know, your ability to reach a shot yes. or something yes. like that. But the break... 
you know, maybe we've got a mile or two uh, more speed on our. I mean, well, because a good brake is all about finesse. It's not about it is necessarily it's about control. Strength. Actually, it's about yeah. being able to control those balls so they all spread out. They don't tie up with each other, and you want to leave your cue ball in the middle of the table yeah. so you have an open shot at three or four different balls. So. That's never made sense to me. Um, but what's fascinating is, is is you said that, what did you say about women? They, they can't focus on something? That's what they told me. They that, said that they can focus on multiple things at one time better than we can, but that we can focus. And this was Shelly, Bar- I'm going to name them. Shelly Barnes, former professional billiards player from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mona Biddle, former professional billiards player from Albuquerque, New Mexico, said that they can they can't focus now I'm Wait, women you, can't focus yeah that women can't focus as well as men huh. on one thing but i'm going to bring up another example there's a young lady who doesn't play anymore her name is anna constantinian i'm, I'm sure i'm torturing that last name um her family armenians own a, a pool hall called billiard palace this girl is really freaking good. And when she was at the top of her game, she was beating all of us. She didn't care if you were a guy. It didn't matter. She used to smoke me. Um, and it used to bug me because I taught her how to play. So, um, you know, there... I'm, I'm not saying that women can't be better than men because there are plenty of examples of that. I'm just saying that if you take the best men in the w- world at, at billiards and you take the best women, for some reason there's this kind of huge disparity and it doesn't make sense to most of us who are thinking rationally and logically because it's just not that physical of a sport. But yeah. I think you hit on differences between the sexes. Right. I, I think he, he hit on something there. Uh, there was this video. I'm going to turn this around to not get so serious. But there was this video uh, that I shared, and it was about women shouldn't vote. Because if women didn't right. vote. Yeah. The Hodge, Hodgkin twins, yes, the Hodgkin twins. But, but, or, uh, there was yeah. some research done, and that if women didn't vote, the whole country would be red. The same principle, women can't focus, women are led by their feelings, and the reason why we are losing a lot of things across this country is because women, now please do not say, I am not advocating women shouldn't vote, okay? I am not advocating that. What I'm saying is what is in line with you, women can't focus, and focus on one thing, and the majority of women are so led by their feelings that they vote for the cutest candidate. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm I've I've seen that. I've seen that. I've 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 heard I've heard yes. women I've heard women say, "Well, I'm going to vote for Hillary because she's a woman." It's like, what the hell does that have anything to do with Correct. it? Correct. You know? Yeah. That's like what a stupid way to make a choice. And 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 that's what I think. But no, there is a, there is a logic to that. It's like, you know, women are voting so many women, not all women, but not a all. lot of women are voting by their feelings, I I know I personally know women that say, "Well, I no, I'd never vote for a woman for president." I know women that say that because they think men have a more focused way of dealing with things. Well, <clears throat> we we used to be much more stoic, right? Men used to be much more stoic, and women mm-hmm. used to be much you know they used to be the emotional ones. Mm-hmm. But women used to be much more stoic. Um, I'm not a stoic. I'm this kind of you know gregarious, outgoing, flamboyant, whatever kind of guy. But I appreciate stoicism more and more every yeah, single absolutely. day. If you can respond to to policy or personality with 
with mm-hmm. rationale and logic and yep. reason as opposed to responding to it with your own emotion, we we can start solving problems, yep. right? But if we are all just you know, as emotional as the day is long. Um, Robin Williams did this bit about why, you know, women, you know, uh, if they ever ruled the world, uh, they would never drop nuclear bombs. He said, now they would have probably seven to eight days of intense negotiations every month, but they... they they would never drop bombs on people because it's too horrendous. Well, I'll tell you, I think Robin was wrong. I think watching... Game of Thrones and, you know, just kind of recognizing the world and its history, women are just as evil, just as vile, just as capable of... Women can be really freaking mean. Yeah. They can. More mean than men, I think. Yeah, they can. Because they get it wrapped up in the emotions. Right. The maliciousness of of some women. Not all women, right, is is just... We we need to just understand, I'm not saying every woman, but we have a a tendency to to be malicious women mm-hmm. and i don't see too many malicious men but i'm sure there's some uh, that right now there are a lot of emotional men who are acting like women um and i think there are some women who can focus really really well i think margaret thatcher was one of those women mm-hmm. yeah she yeah. was she was incredibly focused, was logic and had reason, and she she was a great a, a great woman I think, in yeah. what she did. Yeah, I don't want to I, I don't want to discount the idea that women can't lead, because I do believe that there have been women leaders Correct. throughout throughout history that are yep. significant and that we should pay attention to. And there I were think, either women in the Bible, right? Right. Deborah was a judge. She had to have some rational, logical thinking. Uh, to to order to for God to put her in that position, so I I, I but I think women as a whole, uh, our nature right our curse uh, if you know the if you know Bible uh, the curse was that we would be uh, we would <clears throat> we would have sorrow we sorrow over our children way different than the men do. Mm-hmm. right look at your own children I'm sitting there crying that my child got punished by his dad. And then my husband's like, that's what you got to do because they have to know there's consequences. And I'm sitting there crying because he's punished. Our sorrow is different. We are just different human beings. And, and I think we forget about that. We were created to be. We were, we were created. We were created to be who we're supposed to be. And we deny it. You know, it's not even a matter of just denying God or, or Christ at this point. We're denying our nature. Yep. Right. You, we all grew up with a health class that taught us an animal kingdom. Everything that the left, uh, you know, claims uh, when they talk about science deniers, they're denying science, you know, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. It's the they do it all the time. I think that yeah. we all yep. struggle with more than anything. But um, I, I, I just think that if you really understand what God created you for, um, and that is to serve. Mm-hmm. I, I know that that sounds awful and pathetic to a lot of people, but when you find fulfillment by serving others, you will never question it again. You will understand why you were put here. All right. So we are coming up on the final segment. Time's flying today, isn't it, guys? It is. 
give me another donut. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella, the Christmas edition. And we got one more segment coming up. It's going to be really good. We still, still got a lot of great stuff to share. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, hablamos espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? 
I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Welcome back to the final segment of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with our guests Kareen Rios and Jason Valancourt. It's our Christmas edition today. So got a lot of really good Christmas music. It's it's meant to be an uplifting show today. And uh, Kareen is destroying the equipment. <laughs> Jason usually does that. He's usually destroying the equipment. 
doesn't want to submit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to start off uh, the segment here with a really kind... I, I not only have some haters on social media, which is really a sign that I'm doing a really good job, but I also have people that uh, send me letters of telling me how much they like the show. I'm going to read Wait, this one. Wait, you do? I, yes, <laughs> yes, I get those too. <laughs> so I thought I would read it over the air. And uh, if you're listening today, thank you for listening. Hey, Becca, the missus and I listen every Saturday on our way home from tour. They listen on the radio. Uh, from Torah study class. We're from New Mexico, Bernalillo County. We enjoy your subject matter because we can witness it in our daily activities. Nope, this is not the America I once knew. I came from a third world country where at 13, you serve your small town with military service and training. You become a man at 13. Sadly, in U.S., a lot of 33 and older male remain little boys. Attached to their video games and such, we take our freedom for granted. Our youth, when it comes to politics, are kept ignorant. Often they focus on the singer and not the song, so to speak. And that is where the danger resides. We really appreciate what you're doing. We lift you up in prayer. Keep resisting injustice and corruption in our system before society accept it as normal activity or worse, see evil as progress. We recently lost a son to the pressures of getting vaxxed, we Mm -hmm. suspect. A lot of people I know fallen in that same category, and it affected him negatively to his death. Hence, we rally to those who believe we've been victimized by this mandated lie. We are going to see the light soon, and we thank those like you who lead our voices for freedom. Thank you so much for that message. That's, Very sweet. You know, it's, it's not, I, put, I put a lot of work into this show every week. Um, a lot of people, people that come on the show with me, and they normally see my my. T- 12, 13 pages of notes for a show. That is the result of many, many hours of reading and show prep. And because what I try to do every week is I try to be accurate in what I'm saying and truthful. And it's based on facts as I've been able to find them from reading. And so that's what I try to do here every week. And so thank you for that kind letter. And, and anybody that wants to send me a letter like that, I, I like seeing them. Thank hey, you. Hey, I need one too. What about you, Stella? <laughs> Jason? I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple templates if anybody needs to borrow them. There we go. Hey, Jason will help send, you out. How about we send them to each other? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the irony is I've been asking my family for over a decade now to stop giving each other gifts and just... Write a letter to each other. That's that that that's ultimately what I would like to see us giving each other every year. Not a family Christmas letter, but a, a letter you know from me to you. You know, yeah. telling just whatever, just a, a personal. That's why every card that I ever fill out, whether it's a birthday card or a Christmas card, you know, there's this whole long note before you even get to whatever was printed in there, and it's because I the gift is our relationship it's not whatever present i can come up with it's that you've been in my life i've been in your life and we still love each other somehow despite the fact that fish and family stink after three days (laughs) (laughs) well i'm gonna go so far as to say that me and my husband we've been married 35 years and and we actually don't even 
celebrate birthdays. We don't celebrate our anniversary. And we don't even give each other gifts for Christmas because my husband says to me, we should be doing that 365. And if we're just focused on it all year long, there really is no need to go above and beyond on those days. And you know, as the years have gone by, I agree with him. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have my husband show me love, not by a gift or not by constantly telling me he loves me, but by darn it, taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. Darn it, really tell me what I need to hear, even though I don't want to hear it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right, right? That's what I think we need we need more of instead of this expectation of showing love or getting a Christmas card that one year. My first Valentine's Day with my husband, you know what he gave me? Hmm. Some dumbbells. <laughs> and, uh, you Honey, know, what are you trying to tell me here? I, you know what? I was just so aghast at this man. I'm thinking, who is this guy? And I just let, I didn't even bother to ask. Mm-hmm. I just accepted it, right? A few years later, I finally bring it up to his, intention in, uh, to his attention, and he says, well, you were complaining all, all December um, and January how you need to get in shape, and so I thought I'd help you. Right. That was beautiful. I think so. I, I thought that was beautiful, but yeah. I, we're so stuck on the expectation of what we have to do for Christmas and for Valentine's Day that we actually lose sight of the real intention of some things. I so, tried, tried so, telling uh, my wife the same thing with the vacuum cleaner that I gave I her. I was going to mention <laughs> vacuum cleaner. I was going to say, Corrine, what if you were had constantly been complaining to your husband about how how the vacuum cleaner he had was an old piece of crap, and then for Christmas he got you a really brand new, really nice vacuum cleaner? Well, when I first met him in my uh-huh. 20s, uh, I'd been pissed. <laughs> But I, you know, I still get mad. But you know what? So <laughs> if you give me an iron or an ironing board or dish sets, yeah, it's like it's causing. See, a war. to me, I'm like you're, you're helping me make my job easier. Yeah, right. right? And That's let me tell you I what I bought it. for my daughter-in-law. I don't know if my daughter-in-law is yeah. is listening right now. I bought her an iRobot vacuum. <laughs> oh, those are cool. Yeah. She has two babies. She doesn't really have time to vacuum. I understand that. So let's just all pray that she accepts the vacuum in that way. <laughs> See, that would double as a cat toy in my house. <laughs> they don't have cats. <laughs> my, my, my little cat, Joe, he would probably destroy the thing in no time flat. Yeah, and I'm thinking, as long as it kept moving, he'd keep attacking it. Yeah, and I'm thinking, hey, I would like one of these too. <laughs> <laughs> I see them. They work. They, they, my sister-in-law even has one that dumps itself out. Like, really? You don't even have to take it and dump it out like a regular vacuum cleaner. Ah. That's really a good idea. I might accept that and not get mad. <laughs> see, I persuaded you. <laughs> well, see, in my house, I would enjoy watching my cat chase Play it with around. It. That would be fun to well, watch. Well, there's some videos yeah. with the with the the robot vacuum with the cat on it. Uh, yeah, right. There's even a safety it. belt. Yeah. For the cat. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Oh, the thank you note. That was really sweet. Yes. It really, truly was. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love that because it's so much easier to go and write a letter about complaining mm-hmm. than we do wanting to, to write letters about thank yous. And, and so that, that was really... Well, you know, that's why like when I go to a restaurant, a lot of the time people that are like serving you at the table, the yeah. only thing they hear are people when they're Complain. complaining. I make it a point when I go to a restaurant, if, I'm, if they're doing a really great job and I'm having a really good meal, I mention that to them. Yeah. I, I will say, you know, by the way, I want to let you know, thank you so much for what you're doing. You've really made my meal yeah. really, really awesome. And and 
a lot of people don't think about that often enough. They don't think about just mentioning people because this person's doing this job all day long, eight, ten hours a day, however long their shift is. And sometimes they don't hear a kind word. Exactly. People, you know, do think, the drive through at McDonald's this morning. Think about that. Think about yeah. seeing your you from an, through another person's eyes. That's that's the way I like to describe it. Think about that. Well, I think if people are kind and respectful and show it and show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, that's the fruit of the spirit, we ought to just thank them for that. There are so many servers who, who don't serve they, they do it begrudgingly, but when now you get that one person, you know, who you can tell they've got the spirit of them. What We should be thanking them more for that so they, they do it more. The, you guys the, remember the police officer, Ryan Hostels, who hmm. took in the baby that was uh, from the addicted mother? Yes. Here in Albuquerque? Yeah. Yes. That's the heart of a servant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the heart of a servant is to be thankful even if you don't want to feel thankful and we forget that and I know that because when I was in my 20s and my 30s I only did things if I felt like it (laughs) (laughs) and I know there's a lot of women out there who get that and Christ didn't do that he died for us regardless of how he felt he was totally human and in the garden of Gethsemane what is he asking Lord, will you take this cup from me, this cup of suffering? In that moment, Jesus was perfectly human, and he didn't want to suffer, but he did it to be obedient unto death. And sometimes we need to do that regardless of how we are feeling. Now, maybe I should have brought tamales in today, regardless of how I'm feeling. I should have. <laughs> Jason will never forgive you. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you guys don't understand me. I'm filled with forgiveness. <laughs> I have no problem whatsoever. And he just doesn't but forget. Did you, what, did you hear that, though? That was sincere. That was genuine. She really means it. I know I'm going to get some tamales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check with my family. They may say otherwise, because I always make things. It's so funny, because I, w- uh, I do Bible studies, and I would make things for my Bible studies, and then my kids would always say, are you going to leave some for us? <laughs> and I'm like... You're right. You you forget those people. So now I have to make a conscious effort to leave things for my family because I'm so wanting to serve other people. You forget those people. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's it, my, my, so that's why I say I have to check with my family if I can bring you tamales. Well, <laughs> you reminded me of what I kind of brought up earlier in the show. I, I, I'm just going to read the actual Bible verse because I hacked it up, of course. Uh, it says, rejoice always. Mm-hmm. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. On my 30th birthday, which is a couple of days away, um, a lot of years ago, I was sitting on uh, a computer in a chat room called Spiritual Insights, and I was complaining. I was complaining to everybody in the room Mm -hmm. that I didn't have a job, I didn't have a car, I didn't have a girl, that my life was not good. It was poo poo. Yeah, it was not good. And I'm reading the words on the screen and all I see is a complainer. And I, I'm mortified by my behavior Mm -hmm. because I'm sitting in a 2000 square foot home on Spain and Eubank with a hot tub in the back, a big screen TV before anybody even knew what a big screen TV was and a full fridge of food. 
and I'm complaining, right? And I, I really look up at the ceiling. I realize that there are a billion Chinese people in the world that would give everything that they had for my horrible life, right? And I made a promise to God that day. I said, I've spent 30 years of my life complaining. I promise I'm going to spend the next 30 saying thank you. And I've I've held true to that promise for the most part. I have my bad days mm -hmm, like everybody mm -hmm. else. But this attitude of gratitude completely changed me. It cha yeah. changed my personality. It changed how I view the world. It changed everything about me. And the one thing that it changed more than anything is the way I serve and who I serve and why. You got We got to get our thinking right. That's exactly right. Our <clears throat> thinking. What does that mean? That means we... Uh need to start oh. wrapping it because we got we've got a special oh. outro today yeah so um thank you I, for that jason that was awesome yeah good testimony it's been a great show with you guys today it has um stick around till the end because there's a special outro that i set up for the show today uh do me a favor <clears throat> send me those letters i love seeing those letters of encouragement An attitude of gratitude attitude of gratitude like, share if you're watching on Facebook, like, follow, share. On Rumble, there's a subscribe button down there. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at the chat, click on that subscribe button. It's really, really important because the more followers I have, the more subscribers I have, the, uh, the more people that we can reach. And I hope you guys have liked this special show today that we put together. We, we put it together because we wanted to end the year on a high note. Can I tell you? Yeah. It's helped me a lot. Thank you. It's been depressing I've this year. I've had fun today. It, it, the political arena, as well as some other sad going on with me, um, it's really boosted me. So the Bible says, he who refreshes himself will be refreshed. So I want to say thank you for doing this. Um, it's you, made Kareem. my day a little bit brighter. Thank I appreciate you. it. So I'll be visiting my family in, holiday, uh, in Ohio for the holidays. So next week we will be doing a live stream. Mm -hmm. Uh, we won't be doing a live stream. We'll be doing a rerun of last year's Christmas mm -hmm. show, which is fantastic. You guys got to listen to it. You'll learn all kinds of really cool stuff. And that'll be on the radio. And um, I also have some new ideas for 2024. I mentioned that earlier. I'm going to be doing uh, Becca's uh, Freedom Bites uh, starting 2024. I got to do a few things to get that together. And uh, I want to tell everybody Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and... We're going to end the show today with a well-told story about the inspiration behind the national anthem. Mm. And I've told that story before. I think I might have told it last year, but this is told in a different way that I think is really yeah. great. And it finishes the show out with a version of the national anthem, which I think is just heartwarming and wonderful. So normally I say resistance. I normally say um, we are the resistance. Um, and what I'm going to say this year is re resist negativity over the holiday season. Mm. What do you think, Stella? Perfect. Absolutely. Resist, resist negativity. When you got that person sitting at the table that has those opposite political views than you do, just say, you know, I don't agree with you, but I love you and give them a hug. And we don't have to talk about everything. We don't have to talk about everything. <laughs> no, just take a break like we did today. <laughs> exactly. Go be the hands and feet. That's right. So everybody, see you in 2024. Catch Drive safe. All right, you too. Yeah, be safe. Bye.
Sinclair was a lawyer once. His name was Francis Scott Key. He penned a song that I'm sure you're aware of. You've seen it. It's in most hymnals throughout our churches. It's called the National Anthem. It is our song as an American. We go, however, to a ball game. We stand in our church services and we sing the words of that song. And they float over our minds and our lips and we don't even realize what we're singing. Most of us have memorized it as a child, but we've never really thought about what it means. Let me tell you a story. Francis Scott Key was a lawyer in Baltimore. The colonies were engaged in vicious conflict with the mother country, Britain. Because of this conflict and the protractedness of it, they had accumulated prisoners on both sides. The American colonies had prisoners and the British had prisoners. And the American government initiated a move. They went to the British and they said, let us negotiate for the release of these prisoners. They said, we want to send a man out to discuss this with you. They were holding the American prisoners in boats about a thousand yards offshore. And they said, we want to send a man by the name of Francis Scott Key. He will come out and negotiate to see if we can make a mutual exchange. On the appointed day in a rowboat, he went out to this boat and he negotiated with the British officials. And they reached a conclusion that men could be exchanged on a one-for-one -one basis. Francis Scott Key, jubilant with the fact that he'd been successful, went down below in the boats and what he found was a cargo hold full of humanity, men. And he said, men, I've got news for you tonight, you're free. He said, tonight I have negotiated successfully your return to the colonies. He said, you'll be taken out of this boat, out of this filth, out of your chains. As he went back up on board to arrange for their passage to the shore, the admiral came and he said, we have a slight problem. He said, we will still honor our commitment to release these men, but it'll be merely academic after tonight. It won't matter. And Francis Scott Key said, what do you mean? He said, well, Mr. Key, he said, tonight we have laid an ultimatum upon the colonies. Your people will either capitulate and lay down the colors of that flag that you think so much of, or you see that fort right over there, Fort Henry? He said, we're going to remove it from the face of the earth. He said, how are you going to do that? He said, if you will, scan the horizon of the sea. And as he looked, he could see hundreds of little dots. And he said, that's the entire British war fleet. He said, all of the gunpowder, all of the armament is being called upon to demolish that fort. It will be here within striking distance in a matter of about two and a half hours. He said, the war is over. These men would be free anyway. He said, you can't shell that fort. He said, that's, that's a large fort. He said, it's full of women and children. He says, it's predominantly not a military fort. He said, don't worry about it. They said, we've left them a way out. And he said, what's that? He said, do you see that flag way up on the rampart? He said, we have told them that if they will lower that flag, the shelling will stop immediately. And we'll know that they've surrendered, and you'll now be under British rule. Francis Scott Key went down below and told the men what was about to happen. And they said, how many ships? He said, hundreds. The ships got closer, Francis Scott Key went back up on top and he said, men, I'll shout down to you what's going on as we watch. As twilight began to fall and as the haze hung over the ocean as it does at sunset, 
suddenly the British war fleet unleashed. He says the sound was deafening. There were so many guns that there were no reliefs. He said it was absolutely impossible to talk or hear. He said suddenly the sky, although dark, was suddenly lit. And he says from down below, all he could hear the men, the prisoners saying was, tell us where the flag is. What have they done with the flag? Is the flag still flying over the rampart? Tell us. One hour, two hours, three hours into the shelling. Every time the bomb would explode and it would be close to the flag, they could see the flag in the illuminated red glare of that bomb. And Francis Scott Key would report down to the men below, it's still up. It's not down. The Admiral came and he said, your people are insane. He said, what's the matter with them? He said, don't they understand this is an impossible situation? Francis Scott Key said, he remembered what George Washington had said. He said, the thing that sets the American Christian apart from all other people in the world is he will die on his feet before he'll live on his knees. The Admiral said, we have now instructed all of the guns to focus on the rampart to take that flag down. He said, we don't understand something. Our reconnaissance tells us that that flag has been hit directly again and again and again, and yet it's still flying. We don't understand that. But he said, now we're about to bring every gun for the next three hours to bear on that point. Francis Scott, he said the barrage was unmerciful. That he could hear was the men down below praying. The prayer God, keep that flag flying where we last saw it. The sunrise came. He said there was a heavy mist hanging over the land, but the rampart was tall enough. There stood the flag, completely nondescript, in shreds. The flagpole itself was at a crazy angle, but the flag was still at the top. Francis Scott Key went aboard and immediately went into Fort Henry to see what had happened. What he found had happened was that that flagpole and that flag had suffered repetitious direct hits. And when hit had fallen. But men, fathers, who knew what it meant for that flag to be on the ground, although knowing that all of the British guns were trained on it, walked over and held it up humanly until they died. Their bodies were removed and others took their place. Francis Scott Key said what held that flagpole in place at that unusual angle were Patriots' bodies. He penned the song say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming or 
for the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that the flag was still there. Oh say, does that star-spangled banner yet fly and wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave? The debt was demanded, the price it was paid. Say.